Okay, so today we wanted to talk about toxic positivity. It's yes. A, it's a it's a it's a funny topic. Um because I'm French, so like what would I know about positivity anyway? So Well, I yeah, you're right. You guys are very cynical <laughs> and pessimistic. <laughs> Some people say realist, but that could be debatable too. Yeah, I remember. Um, so as you know, I'm in France right now. You may not know. Um, and I live in, in, in LA. I live in the US for three years. And it was my first time uh, going to the US. And I was amazed by the energy uh, coming from the people. I was amazed by all this positivity, you know, like nobody was complaining. Everybody <laughs> was doing the work and I was, oh my God, like this you're is amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's... You're, uh, you're great. What you're doing right now, I love what you're doing. Exactly. So <laughs> and you know, it made me feel No, I mean so it. <laughs> it made me feel so good. I'm like, oh my God. And, and from time to time, when I had to go back to France, I couldn't stand listening to people complaining. It was just like so annoying. And I'm like, guy, you have to be like positive. You know, you have to mm. <laughs> look at this God, thing. they must have hate you there. Then. <laughs> they look at me like, uh, who is she? And um, so it, it's good, you know, to a certain point. And I remember we were walking again in Santa Monica at some point. We love doing that. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, we're talking about positivity. And when is it too much? And that's when we came up with this, you know, topic like toxic positivity, because sometimes you can feel like annoying or very draining, right? Well, I think it also has negative consequences because it'll give you a false sense of reality. Mm. And it might not help you succeed when, because life out there is not easy. And if you're always saying that you're doing everything is great, when a real challenge hits your face, you're not going to be able to overcome it because you thought everything you were doing so far was great. Yeah, so, so you might think it's an issue when you use that for your kids? When you have kids and like you keep like telling them they're doing mm. good. Because it's hard. Like Sometimes you want them to feel confident. So, you know, you try to make them feel good. Yeah, this is good. Keep going. You know, this is great. And then try. Yeah. Like but you know what? I meet so many adults that if I say something that, no, I, I something negative, I guess, or something that did not go the way they expected, they, be, they just crumble. And I think it's because of their upbringing. By being told by their parents that you're so beautiful, you're the most perfect kid in the world. You, there's nobody more handsome than you. And when I, and when then when they finally face the world and the world is saying you ugly, then I don't, like they're going to like suffer. You know. Yeah. So, but you're right. I, but also, if I was a parent, I'm not gonna say to my kid, you know. There are other kids more pretty than you, you know, just to let you know, but you're still my top. Yeah, that's a good balance to <laughs> There's a good balance to have because I'm not saying all French people, you know, are, are very negative and 
I mean, we could say that, but um, but you see at school that we're not that enthusiastic to kids. Uh, you know, we're not like pushing them and telling them this is good, keep going, and even if if you fall, you know, like just get up and like keep going. This is not the way we do it at school, uh, at least the way I remember it. So there is obviously the right balance to have uh, between very like uh, demanding parents, um, very like serious and maybe not too empathetic. I don't know if it's the right word when you are parents. And then on the opposite side, when you're in America and like everything is great and it's amazing, even the word you're using, you know, remember, you know, I, I walk around and, and if you go to Paris, and I highly recommend you to go to Paris. It's um, it's amazing. It's an amazing city to walk around. And then, you know, when people come and visit me, we are walking around and I remember you came and it's just the world like, oh, this is amazing. This is awesome. Like, I'm so excited and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And, you know, I don't show it that way. I don't show it the same way as... You know, Americans, and sometimes people think like I'm like bored or annoyed because I don't express that position. Well, the the word jaded exists. You know, we don't want, we, and we know that being jaded is not. What is know, this? Like you're not impressed anymore, or you're just like you're just used to. You you you're used to expecting things a certain way like yeah it's like nothing will surprise you because you just expect the worst or mm. the one thing that annoys me the most about toxic and, and what what do we call that toxic positivity it's um when you are sad or let's say you are like you have a heartbreak or you just um, lost your job and someone is coming at you like a friend and he said, like, don't worry, everything will be okay, you're amazing, you know. And it seems that you can't even be in your emotion and your feeling that as if you can't even be sad. Like, you can't be sad. You have to be positive. You have to stay positive. And at some point, you know, sometimes you don't want to be cheer up. Like, sometimes you just want people to listen to you be here for you and, you know, acknowledge <laughs> your feelings and that's it. So what if this person came to you and said, you're great, you're, you're amazing, like you're, you'll find someone else and like say if you're, if you're crying because you're heartbreak, like you're awesome, like you deserve better than this. Is that, you know, the, the person might not be lying, maybe you do deserve better than this, right? Or maybe you don't. Maybe you deserve exactly... <laughs> you deserve that pain for being stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound French, don't I? <laughs> you do. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly maybe what you deserve. This is not what I wanted to hear. Like, obviously, because it's not going to change anything if it's not coming from you. And even if you're telling me I'm amazing, I might not believe you. And it's not helping me at this point i just want to be sad and i want you to be here to be sad well there is there is something called placebos right 
Do I have to define placebo to you? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I think it's the same in French. Yeah, it is. So there, there's a, a placebo. Yes. So I think there is like, there's a, the, a placebo effect, right? And I think that is very powerful. And, but at the same time, the placebo sometimes have zero effect, like nothing. Like once you know it's a placebo, Like, it will never help you, no matter how many placebos you take. And I think that's what we have to be careful of, because you can give a little bit of a placebo effect mm -hmm. to somebody, mm -hmm. a little bit of a white lie, or whatever it is, you know, to give that little bit of a boost. And I think that's okay. But if all your medicine is placebos, or this, this encouragement that doesn't really, comes from like an... an I call it somebody who doesn't listen. Like if I'm not if I'm not a good listener, I'm gonna give you the cheapest advice I can give, and that cheapest advice comes from these placebo bottles. Exactly. Mm. But if I listen to you carefully, I know how you're feeling. I can put myself in your shoes. Maybe what I'm going to say might hurt you a little bit, but I know that. Listen, in order for me to cure this bruise i'm gonna have to do these stitches and that's going to be painful yeah yeah i agree uh, i remember i always come back to this example but um when i was in mexico <laughs> um i was sad um and i called you i remember i was crying on the phone and um i explained you the situation and um you were not like Don't worry, you're amazing, Lorian. You, it's gonna be okay. Like, be happy. Uh, some people have, some people have it a lot worse. No, no, you never said that to me. But you were actually here. You listened to me. You listened to the story, and you gave me advice because I asked you some advice. It was not even like oh, I give you advice because I know better. It was like, what should I do? Like. How do you see this situation? And, and you're actually very helpful, but you never told me you're going to be okay. Because I knew you were going to be okay. You know? mm -hmm. and, and I don't think you needed to hear that. You needed to hear that, hey, this, is, this is, was going to happen because you were not in a good place to begin with. Mm -hmm. And... This was going. This was going to happen because you let yourself live. You know, you finally let yourself live, and that's the consequence of when you do something like that. You know, sometimes you fall and hurt, and but that's part of life. Yeah, and we're not. I mean, at least I'm not saying that toxic positivity. Like, I'm not saying people are. Using it, using it to harm other people. Sometimes you don't even realize that you, you know, are a toxic, positive person. Like, you know, like some people, it's just the way they handle situation. They, they just don't know what to do with other people's feelings. They don't know how to be empathetic. Um, so they're just like trying to help the best they can. Uh, and sometimes, yeah, it's not helpful because... You know, this is not what the person needs. So you, you have to, as you mentioned, you have to listen to the person and you have to try to put yourself into their shoes to 
truly understand the situation. The worst I got, it's, you know, sometimes people say like, oh, you know, like other people, they have it a lot worse than you. <laughs> and I'm like, obviously I know. And you will always find someone that will have a worse situation, obviously. But that doesn't make your current reality less painful. And, you know, this is, yeah, this is what you, you have know, to realize. I think that works um, if you do it yourself. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I use to get me out of something. Like, you know what? Like, I'm grateful yes. for mm -hmm. something else. I should be okay if I didn't do this. Like, and like rejection, like, is something very harsh at times. Like, okay, I got rejected by this company, whatever. But you know what? I'm in a good position right now. And like, I have a good job to begin with. So maybe I should, you know, I'm grateful for what I have, even though I got rejected. Or I got rejected by this person and, And then you say, hey, it's okay, you know, I'm, there's other people. I don't know, yeah, something exactly. like that. Mm -hmm. Or like people get rejected for worse, I don't know. There are cases where I am listening so much to the person that's crying and sad and whining. And then I listen, I give my two cents, I, I try to dig in deeper and all I want is to keep whining and to keep <laughs> crying. And all they want to hear is how amazing they are and how everything's going to be okay. And I understand, like, sometimes you need those moments. And I think that's a case-by-case -case scenario because yes. I'm not that kind of friend, unfortunately. That will... I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it the hard way. I'm not, I couldn't, I just can't. I, this is good. I, ha, I remember like one of these girls were like crying about, about some stupid boy that like she, she was never going to date anyways because he was way too better for her. Like, I'm sorry. And that was the truth. I, I didn't say that <laughs> because she was a mess. Like she was, she didn't have like the right Like she didn't, she kept losing jobs left and right and blah, blah, blah. And she was, she was putting priorities in the wrong things. So, and she was crying. I would say, well, you know, like you need to be better in this thing. Maybe, you know, let's do something more, you know, do something different, you know? And she just didn't care for what I was listening. So at that point, like you're going to have to like get out of that hole yourself because, Saying, I don't know, maybe this person needs saying like, hey, uh, here's a hug and mm -hmm. you're beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, maybe, maybe that would help. <laughs> That's the placebo thing that will help, but I'm not sure how much of that I can give. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, it might be a case-to-case -case situation. Um, you know, I sound very, now I'm, sorry, I'm just thinking, I sound very cruel, don't I? <laughs> you are. <laughs> What? No, I need you to say no, Eric. You don't sound. You sound amazing. You sound great. No, that's why I'm not your, your only friend and that I live in France. <laughs> okay, continue with your thoughts. <laughs> no, I mean, you're just, you're just being honest. And that's, that's what I know, you know, about you. It's... Um, You know, when I need honesty, at least I know I can call you because this is what you're going to, <laughs> to give me. And it's good. It's good. 
It's good. And I know if I, if I just want to be cheer up, I would just call another friend. That's, that's fine too. But I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong, would you say the cheering up is temporary versus permanent? Like I would hope that what I'm giving would be a more permanent solution. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, you know, obviously there are times when you just need a pick me up. Mm-hmm. You just need that one moment, just a little quickly. And, and I think that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I think it's just better to have it something that will last you longer. Yeah. The point here is, um, is trying like really people should try to be more empathetic and, uh, you know, get more emotional intelligence so they know how to adapt to the other person um, and try to find the right words. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, the good vibes only, it's just annoying sometimes and that you have to understand that sometimes people just want to cry for an hour and they will just move on. They don't need you to tell them, you shouldn't cry or you shouldn't be sad because X, Y, D, because you are dismissing their feelings too. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry uh, without having someone on your back telling you, like, you shouldn't be unhappy. Sometimes I, 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 maybe I'm not saying the nicest things when I'm trying to help someone overcome their own sadness. My friend recently was freaking out because he thought his father died. And initially I was, whoa, what? I, I, I didn't say anything. I just thought in my head, like, okay, this might be big. And then he told me, yeah, he fell on the floor uh, in the kitchen and he tripped or something and then he hit his head so he this is my this might be it he might die and i didn't say anything i was like i was a little bit more i didn't want to freak him out also so i started to contain myself but when he said yeah he's in the hospital now on the bed and he has like you know he has like this i guess bandage whatever and then he kept saying to me, I think he's just going to die. I think I have a feeling that he's going to die. And then at that moment, at that moment, I said, yay, hallelujah. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that, I didn't do that part. <laughs> I, said, I said, I said like, okay, I think you're a little bit exaggerating on what, this was just a fall. Mm-hmm. People just don't die like that from falling. And I think what you're doing is you're like exaggerating this because either Maybe deep down in your head, you want him to go away. You want him this way. Or maybe you're just like letting your emotions take over you. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I don't think it's very unlikely that he would just die like that, you know, from a fall. Mm-hmm. You know? And he just slipped on the kitchen. He went to the hospital to meet him. He was totally fine watching TV, eating food <laughs> and complaining about how bad the food was. <laughs> He thanked me later. He said, like, you know what? I needed that dose of reality because I was freaking out. And if you had, like, said or comforted me, like, it would just kept going mm. more and more towards that direction. But when you said stop, like, like it, it kind of jolted mm. him to say, wait, 
do I? Why am I thinking the worst? Do mm-hmm. I want that? Do I want the worst? Like, why am I thinking this way? So he didn't think he wasn't as rational. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying like, don't be positive. I love the American energy. I love you know being surrounded by, you know, all this like positive energy. What we wanted to address is be careful that sometimes you're not overdoing it for the wrong reason and um, be intentional when you talk to someone and try to understand their feelings and um, be empathetic as much as you can. And sometimes if they want to be sad, let them be sad. Yeah, and I think it takes... It takes a lot of listening. You have to listen to the person very well to see what's what's triggering them to do this, you know. And and I think once you really start going deep on what is causing the person to say these things, it's better to say a more customized prescription or a more customized advice. Mm-hmm. This is not like an um, I can give the umbrella advice. Oh, everything's gonna be okay. Don't worry. You know, I could say that. But if when you customize it to the person, when you know the person's fears and you can put yourself in their shoes and it'll be a little bit more valuable. Ultimately, I would say you should find that yourself, you know, (laughs) you again, you can create that self medicine healing process yourself, but even you know, even, you know, even I need some help here and there, but, Mm -hmm. but when I need it, like I really need it. So I probably wouldn't be reaching out to just anybody that can give me the, it's okay. Things are going to be okay. I I wouldn't, that's not the kind of help I would need. I will come to hug you at some point. Don't Uh, worry. I can, you can't even, you don't even know how to (laughs) like you're French. You even know how to even like <laughs> you like you probably like have so much space in between your arms and my body that like you wouldn't barely you would ask me what do I do now do I come closer That's so true I mean this is something completely not in the topic but like when I see Americans being shocked by the fact that we kiss on the cheek you know on the cheeks to say hello and then when I see you, like, hugging people, you know, so closely, I'm like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, you're being shocked by French people, you know, kissing on the cheek. And you don't even, like, kiss. You don't put your lips on the cheek. You just do it's like, cheek. It's like a cheek yes. cheek. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, um, I will give you a kiss and a hug for this episode. And it's going to be a very American hug. And it's going to be a very... French kiss. Oh, God. No, wait. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) No, we won't. Anyways, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Please send us your comments, feedback, or any suggestions you have um, at our email, podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.